Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamers here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Pierre, at PeeWee31 on Twitter. How are you doing tonight, Mr. P? Doing well, Wes. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I, You know, it took me a minute to get on the computer and everything. It all rebooted and all that stuff. You know how I am with technology and everything. I just uh, I actually upgraded. You're not going to believe this. Upgraded my, what? My my little S4 phone that I've had forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, what'd you get? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I just said I asked them to make my wife happy. And then I always have to get two phones. So then she if, if I end up with one better than hers, then, so, you know, things have just gone haywire at the house. Right. Especially if hers starts lagging behind and mine's faster. Look, I, when you got a five year old and a 13 year old, things just start. Life moves fast. Right. <laughs> fast. So I just I. I asked them to make my wife happy because it was my wife's birthday recently. And that was probably four weeks ago. And we got the phones in the mail with all that stuff. And I still haven't upgraded, though. (laughs) 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 It's it's still sitting over there. I haven't haven't changed it because technology scares me a little bit, Pierre. And maybe that's why. Last week during our uh, DFS Dreamers, what would we call it, a tournament? Did we have a tournament? Yeah, the, the contest. Yeah, and and it was fun to do. We had a lot of interest in it, or at least some interest in it. I don't know if it's a lot. I don't know if it's some or whatever, but it was good to interact with all those people. And my alleged friend, alleged, you notice how I said alleged, (laughs) my alleged friend Kevin from the Hammercast Network, or whatever you want to call it, Hammercast, a great follow on Twitter, at DABoys underscore 22. He came in and stole my money last week, Pierre. It kind of made me a little bit upset. And he stole mine too, so... I was right there in the, the same ballpark, so I definitely understand. I saw him boasting a little bit, uh, rightfully so. Um, he, he he posted he wasn't even going to join at first, and he's like, screw it, I'm joining. And he, he joined and took it down, so bravo to him. <laughs> I didn't see that he said he wasn't going to join. I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that. I, I was kind of feeling I was I had a little fudge buzz going on yeah because I, I got fudge <laughs> around the house here so i'm i'm just pounding the fudge and by the way my waistline can attest to that uh, that i'm pounding the fudge <laughs> and i was just feeling a little cocky as i had my little dfs cheat sheet going on and everything and uh kevin kevin came in and taught me a lesson but i think we're running it back this week as well right yeah yeah we're gonna run it back i'll, I'll get it posted get it up on twitter and we'll get it out there and we'll, we'll definitely run it back i gotta make up ground right now i'm one for two i'm 50 percent so i gotta get back to the top I just need to finish above ten. I, I don't know. Where, I don't even know where I finished. I had too many eggs in the Sam Darnold basket last week. I think I don't know. I don't know what my lineup said. I have no idea. I know it, you finished below my wife because she calls it out both times. She 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 wants to beat loaf and she's done it. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to send her fudge or something, Pierre, just to let her get off my get off my case, man. If she hits, if she gets a little bit of that chocolate fudge, she'll she will be like, hey, I don't care if I finish above loaf or not. That'll be all right. Hey, you can find me on Twitter as well at loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at fi today with a little underscore. All right, so Pierre, the highest price players this week in our DFS contest are classic on Sunday afternoon. Right, there's some games you warned me about. You said, hey, there's some games on Saturday. Make sure you hit the right ones. So there's some games on Saturday. This is Sunday Classic is what we're doing. Derrick Henry ended up topping the list at 9,500, but obviously (laughs) Derrick Henry should be, right? I mean, he has the volume. He has everything he needs. Yeah, it's it's definitely Derrick Henry's season. Um, As we talked about earlier um, a few weeks ago, when it gets cold, 
Uh, it's time to roll out Derrick Henry, and he he definitely – I mean, it was in Jacksonville last week, so I guess it wasn't cool, but he's got really good running back matchups to close out the year. Uh, they're right in the, the mix for the AFC South title with my coach, so – He's definitely – he's playing well, and he, he deserves to be up there in price given his 39 points he got last week, 49, uh, 41.5 uh, three weeks ago. So two out of the last three weeks, he's put up basically 40 points. Yeah, and, and the one week that I played him in the baby bowl, he got five. How do I do that? <laughs> How do I pick that? How do I – and he was supposed to be in a smash spot then too. All right, so uh, the quarterbacks here though. Patrick Mahomes leads us off. He's the highest-priced quarterback, and, and – I, I guess that's rightfully so, right? I mean, he, he should be up there, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. say he shouldn't be up there, right? But uh, let me ask you, will he will he pay off his $7,900 price point at a three times value like we like to look for here on DFS Dreamers? Yeah, I think he will. Um, he got there barely uh, last week. Uh, that was against the Dolphins, uh, even throwing three interceptions, and he, he still got there to 24.6 and right around that 8K mark is what you want, around 24. So I definitely think he can get there in a dome now. Uh, so he's indoors, uh, no weather elements at all against the Saints. Should be a pretty good matchup uh, to close out the afternoon. Okay, and then we're I'm going to take this tier all the way down to Kyler Murray at seven thousand. Okay. To to me, who is your favorite one to go above this price point? We got Lamar Jackson at seventy five, Russell Wilson at seventy three, and of course Kyler Murray at seven thousand. It's going to be Lamar. Um, he he's starting to, to round in the form. Uh, took him a while, uh, but he's starting to see some good matchups on paper. I know the last night I felt was the, the game of the season so far against the Browns where he, he had the cramps and a, a few thought he had something else going on. I think they called it the Paul Pierce, but, uh, he's definitely been, uh, playing well. 7,500, you know, he jumped up in price about $600, but going up against Jacksonville, we, we just spoke about Henry and, this is a team that the Henry just kind of ran up and down the field on. So I can see Lamar doing the same and actually outscoring uh, Mahomes just based off his, his upside with his legs. Hey, Pierre, our next one here starts off with Deshaun Watson at 6,800. And let's take it all the way down to Taysom Hill right now. Uh, will any of these people, will any of these people, because when I look at this group, I'm just like not that excited about him. Will any of them get us three times the value here? I like a few of these guys, actually. Um, it will start with Tannehill. I know we like Derrick Henry. Uh, he's in another smash spot this week, but whenever he doesn't get there, so like that that five-point game you, you spoke to, that was a 31-point game for Tannehill. So that's that's what kind of happens with the, the Titan situation. Every once in a while, Henry will get bottled up or the, the game script, uh, if the Titans get behind, will kind of take him out. Uh, so if that's the case, you, you, you can look at Tannehill for sure, 6,700. Uh, he's paying it off uh, a few times. You're looking about 18 to, to 20 uh, for, for Tannehill here. He's, he got 31, like I said, a couple weeks ago against the Browns. He's gotten 22 against Baltimore. He's got a couple 30-point games earlier in the year. So he can get there. Um, again, you kind of hope it's not a, a Henry day for him to get there, but that's possible. I think Brady – um, it's solid. Um, they're going up against the, the Falcons in Atlanta inside. Uh, he didn't look too great against the, the Vikings, but they, they still were able to, to get that win. Uh, I feel like if he can kind of hit some of the throws that he missed, I know he overthrew Godwin a couple times, overthrew Mike Evans. Uh, if he can get those guys and hit them in stride, he could have a bigger day at 6,600. Um, Jared Goff's probably going to be one of the most popular plays on the slate going up against mm-hmm. the Jets. Uh, Jets are just bad. Um, they're, I feel like they're tanking still for, for Lawrence. Obviously they fired Greg Williams. 
their defensive coordinator. So I think Jared Goff uh, is going to be very popular. They have a 30-point team total uh, this week as well. So Goff's good. Um, Taysom Hill, I mean, you can play him. I mean, you're looking at 6K. Uh, he's gotten three times the salary every game he started. You know, he's been 18 or above. He's been 20 or above in three out of four. Uh, going up against the Chiefs, big game, coming off a loss to, to Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, you feel like they you want to bounce back at home. I don't believe Breeze is as close as folks like, like, like folks said he was. Uh, so Taysom will probably get another go at it against the Chiefs. Uh, 51 and a half point total. I think he can definitely get there as well at 6K. Yeah, Taysom only has to get to 18, and he's just about done that every time, if not gone over that. Mm-hmm. And I do like what you say about Jared Goff. I just think that uh, the the Rams just love to run the football nowadays, especially down there in the red zone. So Goff will have to put up a lot of yards mm-hmm. in between those goal lines in order to hit that uh, over 20 points. And he just doesn't get to it, just doesn't get there very often in my world anyway. Yeah, that's the one fear um, is the the running game. I know they're kind of unleashing Cam Akers right now. He had 27 carries <laughs> last game, so that definitely could could take Goff out of the mix. But, again, it's the Jets' high total. I think folks will still go to him, probably stacking up with one of those top receivers he has there in, in Cup or Wood. So I think he'll be on the board as one of the higher-owned quarterbacks because the matchup alone. All right, let's go to this next tier because this next tier has me excited, Pierre. Uh-oh. You see who's at the top of this tier, right? It's Phillip your Rivers. Philip Rivers at 5,900 against my guy, Jalen Hurts at 5,900. I call him my guy. I mean, he's got my heart, man. I mean, he's an Alabama kid. Uh, I remember seeing his first snap. You know what he did his first snap oh, at God. Alabama? He fumbled. It, oh, I mean, wow. it hit him in the hands. He fumbled. He covered it up. And I mean, it, it was like he was out of the game the next play, too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was just one of those things where Nick Saban <laughs> yanked him as quick as he put him in there, you know. Is But Jalen's always been my uh, one of the guys, you know, from Alabama. Yeah. So it's it, it's kind of like your guy, my guy, old guy, new guy. <laughs> I, can, can, can we not do a head-to-head matchup as, long, as, as well as our tournament thing? Can you and I not do a head-to-head matchup? And you build a Philip Rivers lineup, and I build a Jalen Hurts lineup. Yeah, we can do that for sure. Okay, I don't know how to do it. I'm asking a question. I'll, I, yeah, I I'll, send, it. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll create it. I'll send you one. Do it for like a dollar or something like that. I don't think it lets us do it for free, but we'll do it for a buck. And yeah, I'll, I'll play a Rivers stack, and you play a Hurts play. Okay, and, and out of these two, who do you think will have the better day on Sunday uh, from a DraftKings st- standpoint? I actually think it probably will be Hurts um, just because it's rushing upside. I mean, you look at that game against the Saints, you know, he rushed for over 100 yards. You know, he had 106 yards rushing. Uh, Rivers is lucky to get five. So that rushing upside itself is going to help him out a ton. Uh, the Cardinals, they, they both are going up against pretty lax defenses. I do feel like the, the Colts will be able to run on the Texans um, quite a bit more. Uh, they kind of prefer to run as well, kind of similar to the Rams. You, you've seen Taylor. Uh, really start to have a breakout game for the Colts as well. So I think I prefer Hurts for his own rushing upside. And given the fact that um, I just feel like he's he's younger, he's got the legs. They they kind of had a big win. Um, they're still in that division uh, with the, the NFC East as well. So I think Hurts uh, will probably be the guy I would prefer over Rivers, just given the, the, the rushing upside that he has. Okay, well, that's kind of like giving me some extra points there right at the beginning, right? That's my handicap. That's right. Spotting you. I'm spotting you a couple. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I need it. I need it, Pierre, because, you know, I'm going to be pop, pop, putting him up with like Fulgham or something like that. You know, I'm just, <laughs> you know how I am. Alshon Jeffrey in the lineup. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> All with one target. One target and one touchdown. Matt, uh, let's 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 do this. Yes or no? Okay, okay. first game. Yes or no at three times the value. Will these next people hit this value? Okay, and we're going to throw Matthew Stafford in there in case he plays. I don't think that he's going to play. If I remember right, at the end of last year, they kind of sat him out and tried to preserve his body a little bit. He's a little mm-hmm. bit banged up now, so I'm not sure that Stafford's going to play. So let's just skip over Stafford, actually. We'll go to okay. Tua Tonkavalua, who had what, probably his best game. Best game yeah. last year of the season. Really surprised me at how well he did. He's at 5,700. Yes or no? No. Mitch Trubisky, 5,500. Yes. Oh, Cam Newton at 55. And no. Matt Ryan at 54. No. I really expected a little chuckle whenever I said Cam Newton in 55. I really did. (laughs) Uh, Andy Andy Dalton at 54. Uh, Yeah, I think he can get there. Really? Against San Francisco's defense? I do. They, They have really good weapons. Uh, he, he got there against Baltimore. He was pretty close um, to that 15, 16 range against Washington. Came up a couple points short. So I think he can just given the, the weapons he has there. I'm not sure if he's been named a starter, but I think that he will start maybe. I don't. I, I think he will maybe. All right. Minshew at <laughs> 5,300. Yeah, I think he, I think he can. He, he's gotten there a, a good portion of the, the season when he has started. Okay. Oh, that, was, that was quick. I expect you to talk more. Nick Mullins at Dallas, 5,100. Yeah, yeah, he can get there too. He's been terrible, but he he's he's got the stats. Um, you know, he had twenty five against Buffalo, uh fourteen just shy on Washington where he played pretty terrible. So yeah, I think he can get there against Dallas defense. Uh if Dwayne Haskins starts, no, which I don't think he no, will. Oh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> if Alex Smith starts <laughs> against Seattle. Yes, yes, I like Alex Smith, but not Dwayne Haskins. I yeah, he's just not good to me. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all. That's it. I didn't think he was that great at Ohio State. I know that you know he, he looked pretty good. I just never been a big Haskins fan. What if somebody like me, who likes to feed at the bottom, looks at Chase Daniel and says, "You know what? I think he could." What would you say? He probably could. I mean, at that price, uh, I don't know about the weapons there. Obviously, I think Galladay's probably going to be shut down for the season, but. They'll probably run the ball a lot more with Swift uh, without Stafford there. But, I mean, he's capable. Tennessee's secondary hasn't been great. You've seen Minshew come in and play like a quarter and a half and put up 13 points against them as well. So it's definitely possible. Okay, so at 5K, you think that he possibly could? And and the guy who I just had way too many shares of last week, I, I played way too much Darnold last week. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I thought it's against Seattle. That's what I was thinking. It was Seattle, right? And it just didn't, it just didn't happen. Tell, please take the keys away from me, okay? I'm, he's at 4,800. I can't do it again, can I? Yeah, I don't think you can. You and the you and the Jets quarterbacks this year. I'm not sure <laughs> the intention, know. but yeah, the Seahawks defense has been a little better uh, here to, to close out the season. Plus, it was like raining and cold, and I just I didn't like that combination at all. Yeah, well, you could have texted me or something, Pierre. I don't, I don't know. All right, so that, we're, we're, that's who we're going for with the uh, quarterbacks. Let's jump over to wide receivers. If you have a minute or two, Pierre, we will talk about those guys right now. And sitting at the top of that list is Tyreek Hill for us at 8,800. Uh, and I'm going to take that down all the way to how about an A.J. Brown at 7,600. Let's go right there. And you can tell me, uh, do, do you think that Tyreek Hill, can run 100 miles per hour on the <laughs> turf in New Orleans. Yes, probably. <laughs> With the deuces sign thrown up. He's he's a fast 
he's a fast cat, man, and he he accelerates. He seems like he gets behind the secondary a handful of times every game, and it all depends on if you know there's a penalty or if you know Mahomes can actually get it to him. Uh, so he he's definitely capable of just tearing up the turf. I'm sure. Okay, so the rest of these guys, we have Tyreek Hill, D.K. Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. all priced reasonably in there. D.K. is at 86, Ridley's at 82, Hopkins is at 79, Brown is at 76. Tell me if they'll be able to reach their floors, okay? Tyreek Hill, reach, their, reach his floor. Yes. At, at you know, three times the value, so that'd be 24. DK Metcalf, 886, will he reach his floor? I don't think so. Not against Washington. Calvin Ridley, will he reach his floor against Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'm going to go no. Oh, my. Hopkins against Philadelphia. Yes. Really? 7,900. A lot of injuries there in Philly, right? Yeah, their secondary has been beat up, and top receivers have really just torched them. Metcalf, Devontae Adams. Uh, even Michael Thomas had a pretty solid game against them uh, last week as well. I know he didn't get in the end zone, but he had eight for 84. So I definitely think Hopkins as the main target in Arizona can torch them up. And A.J. Brown, can he reach that floor and can he like double his ceiling against Detroit? <laughs> he can. Yes, he can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought so. I, I thought so. I thought that he could. Alan Robinson had a $600 price increase from last week, and rightfully so. He had a pretty big game last week. He starts us off at the next tier at 7400 And how about if we take it all the way down, oh, to Lockett? I, or, yeah, I, I guess I guess to Lockett. Let's take it down to Lockett. Who do you like best out of this group? Give me two. Um, so it's going to start at the top. I do like Allen Robinson. He's definitely the main target there for Trubisky. He was for Foles um, in a good matchup against the Vikings, also indoors. Uh, so you can see him maybe kind of doing a, a duplicate of the performance he had against Houston. I know Minnesota kind of kept him in line a bit uh, earlier this year. But again, Foles was that quarterback then. It was in Chicago, so it was outdoors. Uh, he had six for 43. But I do like him at 7,400. Uh, the next one's probably going to be one of the Rams. Uh, Wide receivers here. I think I prefer Robert Woods, uh, the discount there at 6,800 to save 200 off a cup. Um, again, I, I hope that the, the the Cam Akers experiment doesn't ruin uh, the Rams passing game because he's definitely capable of, of torching the Jets as well. But I do like Robert Woods next at 6,800 in this price range. All right. I could see that. I, I like the, I like what you're saying there. Let me, let me ask you this. Ayuk. He had the biggest wide receiver increase, I guess, in mm-hmm. dollars. He had nine hundred dollars. He increased from last week, right? Which is just is just huge. Yeah. It's just a huge one. Uh, do you think that he could possibly get there this week uh, in his matchup against Dallas? He's at sixty three hundred. I do because uh, Debo Samuel is going to be out, so he's he's really the the main target. You look at Mullins; he's already been really featuring Ayuk as his his top preferred weapon. Uh, every every week he's been active, and you look at his game logs. You know he's got five straight weeks where he's basically got 20 or more points. Uh, you're only looking for 18, but he's getting 16 targets last week, nine, 14, 10. So he's he's getting all the targets as well. Uh, indoors, you know I like being indoors when it comes to the passing game, so they'll be indoors there in Dallas. Uh, again, no no Debo Samuel, so you got to look at the quarterback situation. There there's not a guarantee that Moses is going to start. Uh, Kyle Shanahan wouldn't commit to that. So you could see like a CJ Beathard uh, coming in from Iowa. If if he comes in, then you may be a little less um, on Brandon Ayuk. But if, if Mullins is back under the, the, the center there, you definitely want to look at Ayuk again at 6,300. 
Okay, give me a rapid fire, yes or no, starting right. at three times for for three times our value, starting at McClure, and I'm going to work my way down a little bit here. At sixty six hundred, will McClurin reach his uh, floor? No. Mike Evans. Yes. Cooper. No. Godwin. Yes. Really? Okay. Okay. You, I, see, I don't have confidence in God. I don't have confidence. I think Evans is the guy I have the most confidence in in Tampa Bay. Brown has burned me yeah. enough to where I don't want to touch him anymore. <laughs> and Godwin, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And I know he had, he had finger surgery. I think he had a yeah. broken finger, but I, I like Tampa this week. Um, Atlanta's been playing pretty slow. Uh, that's the only hesitation is they really haven't been pushing the pace, especially with Julio out. Uh, so they're probably going to keep Brady off the field, but. If they, they do pick up the pace a bit, I, I do like Tampa a lot this week. Brandon Cooks, if he plays? No. Parker, if he plays? No. Corey Davis, uh, going against the Detroit Lions at 5,800. Uh, yes, he, he seems to be an area of the week type player, so this will be his week after the five, so yes. <laughs> after everybody invested in him. <laughs> MJ Jr. Uh, probably not. Uh, I'm not sure what the quarterback situation is there. Uh, if it's Stafford, then I say yes. But if it's Daniel, I'm not sure he'll he'll get there. And Mar- uh, resurgent Marquise Brown. No, he's not resurgent. You can't call one catch at the end of the game resurgent. He had like four drops in that game. So, no, I'm going to say no. I hope he, he turns it around, but he should lose the name Hollywood uh, at least for a couple weeks. If he didn't catch that ball, he would have been one catch for six yards. Yeah. There. And then two weeks ago at Pittsburgh, when he had that first breakout game, uh, you know, uh, he would have had three catches for 15 yards. Yeah, he. I mean, he's he's not getting many targets. I mean, six, eight, seven. So I mean, they're they're average, but his drops. I mean, he is dropping like easy, easy throws. I mean, one like he like hit him in his arm. I don't know how he even hit him in his arm. I don't know. What was going on there? I think he was doing his Deontay Johnson impression um, or something last night. But, yeah, I, I just don't trust him. It, you know, sometimes, honestly, just, I mean, real simple things. Whenever I see something like that, and as a dad, I felt really bad whenever my daughter would get hit in the head with a ball or something, yeah. whenever I threw it to her. And I just never put it. That was a first-time dad. I didn't put it together until one day I asked her to read something uh, that was on a sign pretty far down the road. I say pretty far. It didn't seem that far to me and she couldn't read it cause she couldn't see it. And I was like, Oh man, she needs glasses. And I didn't yeah. know. I mean, I was a first time dad and I felt terrible. Right. But whenever it I happens. sit there and watch Marquise Brown, I go, Oh, he needs glasses. It's kind of reminds me of Jameis Winston standing on the sidelines, squinting at the scoreboard. I'm like, he needs glasses. <laughs> that happened to me. Like I went to take my, my driving test. When I was like 16, 17 years old. And you had to look into the little thing that, to kind of do your, your seeing eye test before you went out on the road. And I looked in there and I looked at my mom. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, is this real? She's like, is what real? I'm like, everything in here is blurry. She's like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. When you hit that realization, like, uh-oh, I need glasses. So if that's the case, then, yeah, definitely go out and get them uh, to catch the ball. But I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I think it is. Or it's in his head, one of the two. And And by the way, I saw this like a couple of weeks ago, and I told you, T.Y. Hilton was very underpriced and that he had a great connection with Philip Rivers. And it was just a matter Excuse of time me? before T. You told <laughs> me. Come on now, Wes. That, that was still my thunder here. T.Y., my guy, he's been exploding these last three weeks. I, I told you. I told you, if you watch the games, as a Colts fan, I watched the games, I knew it was coming. You just seen it start to develop. 
he was getting guys open early, and then all of a sudden you started seeing Rivers taking a couple shots um, in that Tennessee game. And I'm like, okay, he's taking his shots. It's time to go all in on T.Y. Hilton and back-to-back, 28-25, throwing up the T.Y. in the end zone. I'm ready. Let's go. And he's gonna. He needs to be 100% on this week in DraftKings as well. That 5,500 against that Houston uh, Texans secondary just seems like it's so underpriced. It is. He loves playing the Texans too, which I said a couple weeks ago when he had the, the 28 burger. So I know. I can I see know, it again. Peter. I You'll know. You'll see head to head. You know, I got that Rivers. You know, lineup. I got to play against you. You best believe that Ty is going to be paired up with me. Oh, you better believe I'm going to block with a Ty <laughs> Hilton too, buddy Rose. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not sitting here. Now, I, oh, oh, you know what we should do? How about this? We just pick our guys. Like, you get T.Y., that's fine. I'll pick Allen Robinson, you know? I, I wish we could sit there and do, like, a little draft. And and then, you know, so I can't pick the guys you pick. And you can't pick the guys I pick. Oh, that would be fun. All right, uh, never mind. A- Antonio Brown, no, right? No, his, his usage hasn't been the same uh, since coming off the bye, really since that Kansas City game, so no. Okay, and the last one, Kiki Kuti. Yes. Really? Yeah, he, he tends to play really well um, against the Colts. Um, you also have the, the banged-up brain and cook situation, which kind of puts him as the elite guy, if we're being honest, uh, there for the Texans. So I do like Kiki. Um, 5,300 is a little high, but he can definitely get there, given the 25 that he, he got there two weeks ago against the same Colts defense. Okay, so I, I look at this next little tier from uh, DJ Shark all, all the way down to, what, Fulgham down there at 4K, okay? okay. Um, all right, I, I see this as kind of like a wide receiver wasteland. But I did see, like, three, I'll, I'll just, I'll extend it to five. We'll play this like a little family feud. Okay. Right? And so, Pierre, my top five answers are on the board. Okay. Uh, Let's see if you can guess the five wide receivers that I think will be able to pay off three times their value. Go. I'm going to start with DJ DJ Shark. No, he is not on my board. Really? What meant you back? Why am I wrong? I'll tell you why I don't like it. Because whenever he did have Minshew, I think that uh, led to Minshew's benching, actually, was him not being able to get DJ Shark the ball. They just didn't have a great connection at the beginning of the year. Maybe they've improved it on the sidelines, but I just don't see okay. it happening. Potentially. But, I mean, his his couple bigger gains that he's had has, has come with Minshew. So, okay, so it's not Minshew. And you said that from... That doesn't mean I'm right. <laughs> from from Shark down to 4K at Fogum, right? All right, let's see. Who else do we have here? You have one X on the board, by the way. One X on the board. Give me ooh, Russell Gage. Russell Gage. He did make the top one. Very good. See, so, you know, you're, you have your Southern cap on uh, with 18 DraftKings points last week with Julio Jones possibly missing another week. I think that he has the opportunity there to be able to do it against Tampa Bay. Am I right or am I wrong? I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, definitely if Julio's out. Um, if Julio does play, then that, that kind of muddies the waters a bit. But if no Julio, you could definitely go back to Gage at 4,700. Okay, do you pass or play? No, wait, there's not someone that anybody else. So you have to play. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with your favorite uh, NFL team, Jamison Crowder from the New York Jets. <laughs> no, you're wrong there, too. I did not pick Jamison Crowder after his two-point week or whatever it was. I'm staying. I told you I took the keys. I threw him in the lake. But at a $4,400 price point, it literally looks like Jamison Crowder could have a potential week of paying that off. I, I don't like the matchup, though. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he should avoid Ramsey is the whole thing. Ramsey doesn't tend to come in the slot, so I expect Ramsey to, to kind of shadow uh, Brashard Perryman or Mims uh, most of the game. It should free Crowder up. Hopefully he's healed from that calf. Um, if so, you look at what he did against the Raiders. You know, he got 21 Look earlier in the season, 27 against Buffalo, 20 against Denver, 28 against Arizona. So it really just depends on the, the matchup. I know the Rams are a tough defense overall. Uh, but given that, that range is going to be on the outside, I think that could open up things for Crowder at really one of his cheapest price. Uh, actually, it is the cheapest price that he's been all year. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have two strikes on two you. Two strikes. And, and you only have one correct answer. On, well, maybe two. Two correct answers on the board. Well, I think only one, really. One correct right. answer is on the board. You've got you've got a lot of names to choose from. I do. Give me Chad Hansen. Oh, ding, 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 ding. You got one of them right there <laughs> with 18 DraftKings points and, and 12 DraftKings points. Uh, seven targets in each of the last uh, t- or in the two games that he's played. I, I like him, especially if Cooks is back and Cootie's back. That gives him an opportunity there to maybe free himself up against Indianapolis. I think their eyes would be on the other guys. And Deshaun Watson is pretty good at quarterback. Yeah, he, he's definitely coming to his own here the last few weeks. I don't know where I had no idea who he was. Um, until he got activated that coach game and he's he's gotten seven targets uh back to back weeks and double digit fantasy points. So bravo to him. Without scoring a touchdown either. Not yeah, that's uh, true. You know, I mean so if he could just find the end zone there, he'd really pay off. All right, go <laughs> ahead. You got two correct answers. Uh, C D Lamb. <clears throat> You're out. Yeah, there I went. I had a good run. He didn't even try. I don't even think he tried. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like CD Lamb's. Uh, he just hasn't done anything the last couple of weeks. So I'm just not on that CD Lamb train. I think that, uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago, that uh, the quarterback there is just really looking to get it to Cooper. He really likes Cooper. I think he, he tries to keep Cooper quiet, and that's where I think he tries to go with the ball. And 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 then if it's not Cooper, it's Gallup. Yeah, I, I, I to an extent. I mean, Lamb's still talented enough uh, to put up big fancy days. Obviously, he does need the ball, but. Um, you look at Richard Sherman. I, I feel like Sherman's going to probably be shadowing Cooper um, or Gallup, which should open up things again uh, for Lamb. I'm, I'm big into the the whole cornerback wide receiver matchups. I know some folks hate it and say, "Oh, well, any tough right receiver's going to outplay a, a top cornerback any day of the week," and that that's true to an extent. But um, you still got to respect some of these top corners, and I I think Sherman's still a really solid cornerback and can take away either Gallup. Um, or Cooper, because again, he plays on the outside and, and lands more predominantly in the slot. Yeah, I think I'm staying away from all the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. Uh, <laughs> let's reveal the answers. Patrick is one of those guys that uh, he's not even on that slate because I I messed up and put the Saturday slate on there. So <laughs> well, yeah, good luck getting that, Pierre. You're not even going to see him in your list. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Davis on this list either? Davis? No, he's not on there. What about Cole? Is Cole on the list? Cole Beasley? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Cole Beasley. Uh, 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 Cole oh, Keelan, with uh, Keelan Cole. Yeah, Keelan Cole's on there. I see, guys. I I messed up. Pierre always has to hold my hand whenever I do this. And as I was preparing for the show, there was a ton of names that I was preparing for. And and right before we got on the air, Pierre said, "Hey, make sure you don't hit the one with the Saturday slate on it too." And I said, "No, no, man. It's a Sunday one. It says Sunday twelve twenty. But while I was preparing, Pierre did not hold my hand, and so I ended up putting all these different names in there. And it's a rigged contest, Pierre. <laughs> I guess your answers aren't even available. Unreal. I, I say don't hit Saturday. Like, okay, I hit them all then. <laughs> uh, but I chose Cole there at twenty. 
points because last week he did have 20 points and with Minshew at quarterback, like I said, I, I just think he looks in a different direction other than Shark. It's it's maybe that goal in, uh, goat, uh, uh, opposite instinct of mine there to go with that, and maybe that doesn't mean it's right. Potentially. I mean, he's only a 1,000 less than, than Shark. I feel like Shark's a, a better receiver. Um, again, I like to kind of play the guys that are coming off of poor games because I feel like the, the ownership's going to be towards the the what have you done for lately type of group. So I think more people will probably look at Cole to, to save the thousand, whereas I feel like Sharks, the better the better um, wide receiver uh, for just a thousand dollars more. Sure. My last name was uh, MVS, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what they got uh, no. I think I got more strikes than you did, actually, Pierre. <laughs> if, we, if we actually look at it, I had one, I had two answers on the board, actually, uh, maybe three. All right, let's go down here. Help me find some diamonds in the rough. You've been really hitting those the last couple of, uh, I want to say, over the last month when you found T.Y. Hilton, you found A.J. Green last week. You, they both came out of their shells. Are there any of those diamonds in the rough here at the bottom of these tiers? Yeah, there's really not as many um, down here uh, this week, so I think it'll be a little tougher. Uh, I do feel like you you can look at Gallup if you if you feel like uh, basically the Richard Sherman is going to be on Cooper. If so, then you know Gallup thirty five hundred real real good price. He's been getting targets. He got six last week, even though it didn't show um, in the stat sheet. He's got an eleven and eight the weeks before that. So at thirty five hundred. I feel like that's a really good price for Michael Gallup um, going down uh, and a lot of, a lot of the main options are going to be on the, the slate you're looking at. I, I don't mind Lynn Bowden. I think you want to watch the, the Devonte Parker news, but Lynn Bowden uh, quarterback out of <laughs> Kentucky kind of uh, been, you know, transitioned over to a running back slash wide receiver, uh, you look, he got nine targets uh, last week for the, the Dolphins against the Chiefs. They had seven catches for 82 yards, uh, four targets a week before that. So at 3,600, if Parker's out, um, you could kind of expect uh, potentially that that same volume to come Lynn Bowden's way because they really don't have really any catching threats outside of Gusecki without Devontae Parker because you got Preston Williams on the IR. Uh, Grants are really – he's a more smaller, like, trick play type of guy. So – Lynn Bowden could definitely turn it in, I feel, at 3,600 as well. Uh, The other one, Matt Collins there in Miami, he Mm -hmm. had that nine targets last week after Parker's absence, I think, or just in the game altogether, which, you know, if you're looking for volume, and Miami threw the ball a ton of times last week, I don't think that volume's going to quite be there this week against New England because they play that slow-it-down kind of a style and defense is always strong in New England, so it always makes me a little bit nervous. But he's sitting there at 3,500 this week. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Um, New England does play at a slower pace. They like to run the ball, both with Cam and, and then their running backs and Damian Harris, James White. So you could definitely see a slower pace. The, the game total on this game uh, is only at 41 and a half. So it's the lowest one wow. on the slate as well. Uh, so yeah, be cautious with the, the passing game there. Um, Mikel Hartman, he's one that could always take the top off on um, the defense. Uh, I know you look like last week he, he had three catches for 40 yards, but he ran back like a punt return uh, to get there and, and got 12, which would have paid off his salary. Uh, he's one just given the Chiefs offense, if they do turn up a lot of attention from like Marshawn Lattimore and double down on Tyreek Hill, he's another speed guy that you can kind of see get behind a secondary and potentially pay off a, a cheap price tag at 3400 as well. Yeah, I, I could see that. Now, I had at least 10 good cheap names, Pierre, but that was because I was playing the Saturday <laughs> slate as well. 
in my <laughs> show notes <laughs> whenever I was getting everything together. <laughs> I bet you did. You had Hamler and Beasley. Oh, yeah. and well, actually, I had, Hamler crossed, I had Hamler crossed off the list just because he only had two catches, gotcha. two touchdowns. And you know, I, I thought that was pretty smart there. I can't even read my I, – I had, I had other people. but <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Traquan Smith either. Uh, it's why we're down here. He's 3,200. He's playing uh, over 80% of the snaps the last couple weeks. Uh, six targets back to back. You got to feel if it's like a Miami situation, they could be trailing the Chiefs there and may have to force Taysom here to throw the ball, and that could open up some targets uh, for Traquan Smith also. It sure could. Let's go over to tight ends because if we ain't going <laughs> to couple them with a wide receiver, maybe we can couple them with the tight end that's actually leading the NFL in receiving yards. Can you believe? Mm-hmm. I, no, I mean among wide receivers, among running backs, among tight ends. Travis Kelsey had the, has the most receiving yards in the NFL. Yeah, he's a monster. And I know we've, we've talked about him the last few weeks. Usually, like most people like to punt um, tight end because you can get really solid value um, at the tight end position. But, you know, this year it's paid off to, to pay up and just kind of jam him into your lineups. Uh, you look and he's back-to-back 30-point games. Uh, he had a down game at 16, which is still pretty good. Um, and then basically uh, three more games that were right around 30, 27, 28, 29. So his upside, um, if, he, if he explodes and uh, the other tight ends on the slate really don't do much, then he really just sets your lineup apart instantly if that happens. Obviously, Gusecki last week kind of, you know, helped uh, some because he was a value play. He got in the end zone twice. Uh, but without Gusecki, you, you look at maybe a Waller, uh, Mark Andrews here or there. Um, with, with Kittle on the IR, there aren't many tight ends that can really get the output that Travis Kelsey can give you. No, not at all. And, and who knows? He may throw a touchdown too. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's just it's, it's, it's crazy what they do with him there. Uh, what a what a guy. What an athletic uh, athlete. I, I've, I've never seen anything like that. So Kelsey this week against New Orleans. He's priced at 8000 Can he get to 24 DK points this week? Will yeah. he? Will he? Not can he? Because we know I, he can't. I, I still think he will. Yeah. Um. He he just he's he's so good at finding space. Um. When it comes to like the zones, he just sits down on his route so well. They 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 go to him a lot in the red zone with with little shuffle passes, whatever, just to keep him involved. Uh, so I do think he can get there. I feel like Marshawn Lattimore and a lot of attention is going to go to Tyreek Hill, which again uh, should open up things for for Kelsey across the middle. Okay. Uh, Mark Andrews is next there at 5,500. And let's take that mm-hmm. tier. Uh, Pierre, it's just, I mean, I think it would go through it so quick because it goes to me all the way down to Logan Thomas at 4,000. Is give me one name out of there that you like because I'm not sure that I see a lot of names in there that I do like. Um, I had to pick one at B. Andrews right at the top, 5,500, uh, coming off the, the COVID list. I uh, had five catches for 78 uh, against the Browns. I feel like they'll probably be able to do what they want um, against Jacksonville. So I like him at 5,500 if I'm only picking one. Really? So what about Hawkinson with Galladay not playing? You can't do that if Stafford's not playing, though, right? Yeah, I don't think he can. I, I just, I've just i I've been off on Hawkinson. I, I haven't really played him much at all this year. Um, he's He's been solid. He hasn't been anything spectacular, though. Um, given his price range, yes, he can get to that 15. Uh, but he also can get you like 10 and 12, and you can get that out of some of these guys that are cheaper if that's all you're shooting for. Gesecki's going to probably miss this game. He's got a shoulder injury. He became to his favorite target, I believe, over 20 DraftKings points the last two weeks. Do we see anybody replacing him this week if Gesecki misses that time? 
Um, I mean, they have tight ends there. I know Adam Shaheen you should be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's there in Miami. He was there with the Bears. Uh, he could be someone that could get at least some of the red zone action. I don't think he's the talent, obviously, that Mike Gusecki is, but uh, he still could get there just based off some of the red zone looks he may get. Um, I can't remember who it's Drew Smythe or Durham Smythe yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is the other one. Again, they're not as talented as Gusecki, um, and they're not as cheap as they should be. So without the whole you know, questionable tag. Those two guys are probably going to be, you know, 2,500, 2,800, right down towards the minimum tight end salary where they're both at 3K or above because of the likelihood that Gusecki's going to miss. Okay. Now, Logan Thomas, of course, turned into the workhorse there in Washington. I, I, I you know, I, I thought so, and I never saw mm-hmm. it, but I, yeah, I know you remember me saying that maybe he was going to turn into the Carolina Panther version of uh, uh, Greg Olson, right? And he was just mm-hmm. going to end up being there. And finally, I think he's matured a little bit. I think the speed on the field, maybe learn how to play the tight end position a little bit better. And he's just seeing so many targets now in Washington. Can he pay off that $4,000 price point where last week he was only priced at 3300 my man? Yeah. They finally priced him up a bit. I mean, he's been 3K all year pretty much. So they priced him up a bit. He still can get there. I, I'd rather play him without Smith. Um, again, I'm not a big fan of, of Haskins, and I, I feel like they could struggle a bit if if Haskins is the the quarterback. So if I'm going to pay 4K. I'm going to hope that Alex Smith is starting versus Haskins. Okay, let's go down from Goddard all the way down to let's just take it down to his brother there, Zach Ertz in Philadelphia <laughs> at 3,400. Uh, do you have anybody in this list? I know Dan Arnold is playing out of his mind right now. It seems like he gets those <laughs> touchdown catches, but it's hard to trust him from week to week. It is. He only gets a handful of targets, and so he has to turn them in uh, to touchdowns to really trust him. Um, if there's one I'm going to pick in this range, it's going to be based off injury news, and that would be Irv Smith Jr. I think you could play him at 3,600 if Kyle Rudolph's ruled out again. Uh, so that's the news to monitor. But he, he only had four targets himself, but he caught all four, uh, 63 yards and a touchdown. I feel like the fantasy community has kind of been waiting for him to explode. Uh, really talented uh tight end himself uh, coming out of college. Was he a Bama guy too? Yep. 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 So um, I think he could, he could definitely pay it off at 3,600 if Rudolph's there. Cause they really only have a uh, Conklin um, as the other tight end there. So Irv Smith really that pass catching tight end uh, if Rudolph is still out. I like Cook too uh, with uh, against uh, with with the Saints against Kansas City. He's caught a touchdown in each one of the last two games, so mm-hmm. I think that that would really help out. And of course, he is a little bit touchdown dependent, but he's had 12 DraftKings points, 11 DraftKings points, and Kansas City's not that great against tight ends. So I, I could be looking at him at a $3,400 price point. What about Hayden Hurst? Is just the guy who just has fallen off the the face of the earth right now as far as the <laughs> fantasy things go. He's really been nursing that injury, I believe. And then you do have a Shaheen in there at 3,300. Do you see anybody else here at this bottom tier that we can find like a little diamond in the rough though, Pierre? Uh, if we keep going down, I'd probably say uh, continue to be on the Kokomet train, uh, 3K. Uh, he's gotten seven targets back-to-back weeks. Um, even though Jimmy Graham did get in the end zone and got a touchdown, he's kind of supplanting Graham. Uh, as a top tight end there in Chicago. So I don't mind him at 3K. Um, looking down, yeah, there's really not too much. Um, you can always take shots on like Trey Burton. Uh, you never know what Coach tight end is going to do anything. It could be Burton, could be Doyle, could be Mo Alley Cox, or it could just be the running backs. But uh, he's someone you can look at at, at 2,900. Um, Jordan Akins dropped another touchdown <laughs> last week. 
wide open in the end zone. Uh, maybe he catches one of those finally and, and pays off that 2800 price tag. But, no, I don't like too much uh, getting down in this range. The Seattle guys are probably the only other thing, uh, Hollister and Disley. Uh, you don't know which one obviously going to get there. Last week it was Disley. Uh, got the touchdown, got 10 points for um, – he was 2.9. Uh, he's still at that salary. Hollister went down a bit. Um, he was 3,100 last week, and he's down now um, around 2,700. Uh, so if it's his week, again, if you get 10 out of one of these guys that are below 3K, uh, you're definitely getting a, your your bang for your buck uh, when it comes so, to the value. So when we look at uh, a guy like Akins, you know, and we scratch our head over why he wasn't fantasy relevant when all the signs pointed to where he should be, I, I think that I can – see through that when we see him not making those catches. And I think that he does not have the trust of Deshaun Watson because maybe in practice he didn't make those catches. You know what I mean? And and Deshaun Watson knew not to throw him the ball a lot better than we knew not to throw him the ball. So I think that's where we can find him. Hey, uh, Pierre, I want to make sure everybody knows that they can find you on Twitter at uh, PeeWee31 on Twitter. They can follow the show as well at FI Today with a little underscore. They can find me on Twitter at LoafingIt on Twitter. Hey, I'm I'm quickly approaching. I don't know how many. I can't remember if it's – you know how I like to round up. If my yeah. numbers, you know, if, if the numbers are good, I like to round up. If they're bad, I like to round down. I don't know <laughs> if it's coming close to 5,000 or 4,500. I don't know which followers it is, but uh, 5,000 is just right around the corner for me, Pierre, somewhere in that neighborhood. Please make sure you follow me. I, I, what I love doing is I love tweeting out other people's products too, you know, and, and mm-hmm. great content and supporting the community and everything that we have in the fantasy football community. So make sure you follow me if you happen to hear this show, and that way you can just get hooked up with a bunch of great fantasy football content. Don't forget to head over to Anchor FM. You can subscribe to the uh, show there on whatever listening platform you like to listen to podcasts on, and we will always love to have some stars slapped around and some comments and some reviews. Next, we head over to DSTs, Pierre. DSTs, and we start looking for those cheap options where we can save some money, or is this a week where we should pay up? Because there's a lot of good teams on the DST list above that 3000 price range that I know you like. Yeah, um, I think you could do both. So the, the pay-up options, uh, obviously the Rams right at the top. Uh, that's a pretty price for, for $4,500. Uh, there's some, some, some running backs and receivers that are you know in that range that you can get. But uh, going up against the Jets, uh, Jets are only projected to score like 14 points um, against this Rams defense, who has really just kind of hit the ground running here the last few weeks. You know, 21, 11, 15, uh, then a five, and then a 13. So they're they're hitting double digits. Uh, you kind of need that at 4,500. Uh, but I think that's one to consider. Um, the Seahawks, I think you can consider them. They're starting to to get a little better when it comes to defense at 3,100 as well. Uh, they scored 12 against the Jets. Uh, if they're playing against Haskins, then he might just want to load in the, the Seahawks. They're playing against Alex mm-hmm. Smith. He's a little more careful with the ball. Uh, so be wary of who that quarterback's going to be. Um, I do like some of these lower um, price. I think the lowest I'll go is going to be Washington. Uh, that defensive line there is really nasty, uh, led by Chase Young. I know it's uh, Russell Wilson, but the, the offensive line for the Seahawks really hasn't been great uh, for a couple of years now. Uh, so I feel like Washington could get some pressure on Russ. Um, they're playing really good football themselves. Uh, I don't mind them at 2600 I feel like it's a really cheap price uh, for a team that's capable of getting double digits themselves. I don't mind the Cardinals um, against Hurts. Um, he, he may be capable of making a couple rookie mistakes. If they can turn one of those into a touchdown, I don't mind him. Uh, same with the Vikings. I know Trubisky's been playing really well, 
but again, he could have a back game. He's definitely capable of it and has shown it in the past. Uh, 2,800 for the Vikings. I don't mind there going up against the Bears at home. All right. That sounds like a winner. I was thinking about the Dallas Cowboy defense. And I know okay. that makes us I know that makes us giggle, right? I mean it just <laughs> makes us giggle. But at the same time, the Cowboys are two games out of first place in that division, uh, behind the Washington football team, and the Washington football team goes up against Seattle. <laughs> I yeah. mean they they haven't I, I would imagine inside that locker room they haven't given up yet. You know, and yeah. and it's just maybe one of those things going against San Francisco's offense that that could really look pretty bad at times. Uh, that might be a good cheap option at twenty seven hundred as well, depending on who that quarterback is. And and look, that quarterback can change in the drop of a hat. San Francisco, yeah. uh, it could change by the by the third snap of the game. <laughs> it's true. That's true. And the only thing about San Francisco, they do like to run the ball a ton. Uh, I know Raheem Mostert's uh, questionable. He's getting his ankle reevaluated. Uh, so I watch that news. If he's out, then you can definitely look at like a Jeff Wilson or so. But when a team runs the ball so much and if they're not forced to throw it, um, it's really hard to, to get the optimal um, fantasy points from your defense because um, you're wanting sacks, uh, strip sacks, or, or pick six, pick six um, for touchdowns. And if that's not happening because they're running the ball, um, it makes it a little more difficult. I know the Cowboys kind of benefited from a Giovanni Bernard fumble uh, last week that they scooped up for a touchdown. Um, but those are really the type of scenarios that you want. You want teams that are going to throw the ball, going to drop back, and, and give you a chance to get sacks, interceptions, things along those lines. Yeah, I can see that. I understand what you're saying. It just seems like it's a it's a weird spot for Dallas to be in right now. It's weird. Yeah. It's it's just weird that NFC East is just kind of weird. All right, over to running backs, Pierre. We've talked about Derrick Henry just a little bit, but let's refresh everybody's mind. Derrick Henry going against the Detroit Lions <laughs> defense, who's the 31st ranked defense in the league at 9,500. Will he pay off that price point? I don't know. I, I think he will, but it's possible he doesn't. Um, Again, it depends on the game script. If they if they get out in front, which they should, even more so if Chase Daniel was the quarterback, then yes. Uh, but if they somehow get behind, uh, that's when he kind of gets scripted out because he's not really a pass catching back. Uh, but I still think you play you playing this week. It's uh, December. Uh, the cold weather's definitely coming in uh, in December. I can't. That's 44 uh, is right now with the temperature set to be um, in Tennessee um, around kickoff. So I think he's just locking loading at 9500. Boy, can you imagine if the backup quarterback is in there for Detroit though? I mean just I mean just just think about the, this game might be over with at the middle of the second quarter. You know what I mean? It could. I mean, you never know. And you don't mind that. Like if they get like some turnovers and he gets a couple mm-hmm. cheap goal line uh touchdowns, that's great. Um if it's vice versa and they get down there and get cute and start doing Little bootlegs with, with Tannehill, you might get in trouble if they get up big early and maybe they take him out of the game for someone like a McNichols. But I still think you, you play him. I think a lot of the the folks are going to play him. Um, and if so, that ownership's going to be high. And sometimes that's good if you want to be contrarian to, to get off of them. That way, if he does bust, you know, you're not a part of it. But if he doesn't bust, uh, you're pretty much, you know, up a creek without a paddle. Uh, because if he's 30-something percent owned and going for 30 and 40, you're automatically getting yourself behind the field if you don't have him. Dalvin Cook hasn't paid off in quite some time, it feels like. Is he going to pay off this week against Chicago? I don't I don't think he will. Um, he can. I mean, he almost got there against Tampa. And Tampa, I feel, is a really good run defense. And he got 22, so he was, he was pretty close uh, to getting that three times there. So it's possible, but I, I don't think I'm going to go there. 
I don't think so. He has bad games against Chicago. That's that's what the Bears fans hang their hat on. Dalvin Cook doesn't run against us. Last time he only had 16 DraftKings, 15 DraftKings points against Chicago, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those things where he just doesn't perform that well. And at $9,000, it, it kind of scares me off of Dalvin Cook. So let's start our next tier at Alvin Kamara, where there's a big drop in price from those top two running backs. Alvin Kamara's at 7,400. And let's take it down to, I guess, a resurgent. I, I'm, that's a new word I've learned. At 6,900. <laughs> um, let's take it down to Miles Sanders. Who do you like out of that group? I like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Coates running back, uh, definitely starting to come into his own. Uh, 22 and 33 points back-to-back weeks after coming off the COVID list. Uh, going up against that, that Texans uh, run defense, which is the worst in the league. I feel like the the coach can really just kind of bang him uh, really all game and and hopefully control um, the game against the Texans. So I like him at 7,200. You got to pay attention to Kamara. Uh, I know his his value really went down when when Breeze went out. Um, But for last week was the first time that you've kind of seen his target start to go back up. Uh, He got 10 targets in that game uh, against the Eagles. Uh, Got 22 points, uh, which is right there around that three-time salary that you're looking at. Chiefs haven't haven't been the best, I don't feel, all season against the running back position either. The tight ends and the running backs are really where you can kind of start to target the Chiefs. Running really kind of keeps Mahomes off the field as well. Um, so it's really in the, the coach's playbook to, to kind of drain the clock. And if they can run the ball with Kamara, uh, mix in Murray, and then Taysom Hill, potentially some as well, I think you can really look at him, especially if those targets uh, start to stay up there around the 10 like he used to get with Breeze. Yeah, it was just four weeks ago that he was maxed out at 9,200 against Atlanta. And then uh, two weeks after that, he was all the way down at $7,000 against Atlanta. And he hasn't crept up that much, only at 7,400. So obviously his value at his peak can be a little bit higher than that. And then who knows? This could be a running and shooting game kind of thing with Anna Avon Kamara could really do well there. Hey, Pierre, let's kind of go opposite these things, okay? I'm going to go opposite. Our our tier is going to start at Chris Carson. But okay. I want to go all the way down to my guy. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's go down to your guy, Naheem Hines. Okay. okay. Naheem Hines. And what I want to do, and I think I'm going to say this right. You know, my word bag gets a little shallow here the later we get in the day for a bread man. Um, <laughs> we record this on a Tuesday night just to make sure everybody knows. We record this on a Tuesday night. So a lot of news and notes can happen in between now and then, you know, COVID things, all those things. So let's take it from Naheem Hines and let's go in an ascending order. I think I said that right. Ascending order. And I want you to tell me who you like better. So I'll just go from Naheem Hines to Kenya Drake. Who do you like better this Sunday on uh, DraftKings? Drake. Drake. Drake or, and when I can't say Gaskin, right? Because Gaskin's going to probably still be out. So Drake or McKissick? Drake. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're giving me kind of hope there. I, I, I've written <laughs> off the Arizona uh, I know. Football team. Be careful because he, he burned me so much. I'm not saying I'm going to play him, but he's, he's really gotten that goal line work again that, that Kyler Murray was kind of stealing earlier in the year, but now that, that Murray has that shoulder injury, uh, Drake's getting all that goal line work, so it definitely plays into his favor. Now, McKissick may see like 20 targets against Seattle, though. He didn't against the 49ers. He saw, what, four. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. They were using him more as the, the, the bell cow, which I thought would be Peyton Barber. If that wasn't the case, he got 11 carries, uh, led the team with carries uh, against the, the 49ers last week. I know it's the 49ers, obviously, but I still think it's really just going to depend on, for one, the quarterback, um, but also how they use him. If he's getting used more as the bell cow, 
uh, he may not be getting those those dump offs like he was before. Well, Mostert looks like he's going to be out. Uh, so we'll go from Drake to uh, a CEH. I'm still going Drake. Drake or Dobbins? I like Dobbins. Oh, I like Dobbins against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't blame you. Running all over the place. But uh-huh. isn't Gus Edwards just a better – he's like the new goal line back for him. I mean, they're they're both running pretty well, actually. Um, Mark Ingram's the one that's kind of getting phased out there. I wish that Dobbins would get more carries. You know, he's only getting around, you know, 12 to 13 carries. I wish that'd be closer to, to 20, but even so, he's taking advantage of it. He's he's getting in the end zone, so I do like him. But Gus Edwards, again, he's not he's not a terrible play either. Uh, he's just more around seven, eight carries versus the, the teams that Dobbins is getting. Dobbins is priced at 5900 All right, so who would you rather play, Dobbins on Sunday or Ronald Jones the second? who, by the way, got 20 touches and, by the way, Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up winning that game. I am glad that the Buccaneers coaching staff listens to my suggestions. So <laughs> would you like rather play on Sunday, Dobbins or Jones? Um, I still like Dobbins. Uh, I like the, the the Falcons and their, their run defense. Uh, they – it has a 23 there, but they're actually pretty good at stopping the run itself. Most of the running backs get their yards with the Falcons uh, in the passing game, and Ronald Jones is a little questionable when it comes to the passing game in his hands. Especially when uh, he just had surgery on his finger, I think, make it yeah. even more difficult to catch the ball. So does that mean that uh, Vaughn is going to end up catching a lot of those passes? It's possible. Uh, you never know what they're going to do with Fournette. I know he was kind of kicked to the curb last week. Uh, but depending on what happens with Jones, you can see Fournette come back in the fold. Um, I know he he's dropped some passes himself, but he did at least show back in his Jacksonville days that he's capable of catching the ball. I'm just not sure what's happening there. Maybe Tom Brady just throws a bat ball. <laughs> I, I can hear John Frisella already on Saturday on the Fantasy Impact Today Network telling me about how bouncy Shady McCoy looked. You know, the Sean McCoy looked so bouncy. He looked bouncy. And he actually, he did. He looked pretty good uh, on on last Sunday. So I, I just wonder how much more run Shady McCoy is going to be getting as the number two back there in Tampa. Uh, so Dobbins or Elliott? I'm still going Dobbins. Dobbins or Swift? Yeah, if he's healthy, Swift. <laughs> okay. Swift or Akers? Akers. Got to, right? And Akers yeah. or Carson? I still go Akers. I do too. I think I think that's good. That, that's an interesting game to look at because you had Drake jumping up way up higher, and then you took Dobbins up a couple of notches too. So that was that was really good. All right, very good, very good job. What about these guys that are in here at the bottom, uh, underneath a Naheem Hines who we had at fifty four hundred, who I I don't like to play that guy because you just don't ever know if you end up hitting them right. Then of course it really pays off. But yeah. to me, that next one is uh, uh, what is it, Jackie? I want to say Jackie Wilson Jr., but I know it's Jeff Wilson. Junior, I, can't, I think Jackie Wilson Jr. was the guy off of Saturday Night Live. I think that's what the, okay, so I Jeff, thought it was a singer. Work out, ooh, ooh, baby, work out. Is that not Jackie Wilson? I, I, I missed that Motown days. I mean, I love Motown. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I don't know that one though. Uh, Jeff oh, Wilson yeah. Jr. at fifty one hundred. Uh, would you play him on Sunday if if Mostert is out? Yeah, I think if, if Mostert's out, you definitely play Jeff Wilson. He's He's had big games uh, when folks were out. You look at week seven against the Patriots, 35 points. Uh, week three against the Giants, 21. So if he gets his opportunities, uh, he definitely could, could pay it off. And, and 5100 is not, not a bad price tag for him if Moster's out. 
Yeah, David Johnson could return on week 15. I'm not sure that he will, but would you like him at 5,100 if he does against that Indianapolis Colt defense? I'm suggest. I'm, I'm supposing you're going to say no. You're all right. I'm going okay. to say no. <laughs> Is there anybody down here at the bottom of this that you look at and are attracted to playing at all? You know, Todd Gurley is sitting there at 4,700. These are kind of the guys' diamonds in a rough that I'm not sure I have a lot of confidence in as far as a running back on DraftKings goes. Yeah, I thought Gurley may do more last week. He didn't. I definitely don't like him against Tampa. Um, again, watch the, the the Ronald Jones news. You could look at someone like a Fournette, depending on that situation there. Uh, Gus Edwards, as you mentioned, uh, he's definitely taking the, the most out of his opportunities. Again, he's only getting about seven carries a game, but he's got two touchdowns uh, last night against the Browns to get there, and then he turned that seven carries um, into 101 yards against the Cowboys the week before. Uh, going up against the Jags, you could definitely see him, you know, potentially paying it off by getting the end zone at 4,400. Uh, so he's probably the lowest I'd go um, in this range. What about a Dwayne Washington? Uh... Uh, no, not, is it? No, uh, who who am I thinking of for Miami, Pierre? Yeah, that's who it is. Oh, okay. oh DeAndre, you talking DeAndre Washington? I'm sorry. Yeah, DeAndre Washington. There what was about a Dwayne him? too. There was a Dwayne that was for the Saints a, a couple couple years ago. So yeah, DeAndre Washington, uh, probably not. Uh, I, I I still like Belichick's defense for the most part. Uh, going up against Kansas City, who I actually feel like struggles against the run here or there. Uh, he only turned 13, 13 carries into 35 yards. So. Uh, not really the biggest fan of DeAndre Washington. It's really hard for a running back down here in this bottom tier at 4000 to pay off that price point. I, it's it's very rare to see that happen. Am I right? I mean, you're right. It really depends on like an injury is what it takes. So a lot of these guys are priced down here for a reason. Uh, but if one of the guys in front of them gets hurt, uh, then obviously they can pay off the price tag if they're getting more of the carries. Um, an example would be like a Peyton Barber. So let's say like McKissick. Uh, ends up getting injured or something early in that game. All of a sudden, he becomes the bell cow back at 4,400. He can pay off. Uh, Gus Edwards, same type of situation. If a, a Dobbins goes down, uh, you can see Gus Edwards pay it off. We've seen Drake get hurt um, before um, this year as well. Um, in that Seattle game for one in week seven, he got injured. Uh, Chase Edmonds came in there and you know got 21 points, uh, got a lot of passes as well in that game. So that's really what you're looking for uh, for those down in this lower price range of running backs. If you're looking for the opportunity of either someone, you know, get hurt during the game, which you really don't want to risk, um, or they're getting enough carries as it is to kind of to kind of take the the gamble or chance on them, uh, given the the opportunities that they already have in the offense. Well, as you prepare your lineup here to give to me in just a second, just crazy to see uh, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon down here in that four thousand dollar price range. Hasty, you know, he's on the injured reserve now. It's just crazy to see those uh, San Francisco running backs. I, I don't know in redraft that you can draft any of those guys next year with any confidence. I, I just, I, I they leave a bad taste in my mouth here. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. I think Moser's definitely the guy that they want. Uh, there. Um, obviously, he's, he's starting to have some injury issues. He had some injury issues at Purdue as well uh, when he was a bullet maker, so just keep that in mind. But split his ankle. Um, if he's out, those guys obviously become more valuable with the Jeff Wilsons and the Hasties and the Kennans um, just because of the, the run attack. Uh, the Shanahan's, both you know Kyle and his dad, uh, are really good at running that zone type of offense with the run game, uh, so they definitely can make the most out of the running backs, I remember some of the, the big running backs and with the Broncos, obviously uh, Terrell Davis and Portis and a few other guys there that really just had big games. Some names I don't even remember because they, they weren't good outside of there, but 
that run game can really just expand for the 49ers. So just keep that in mind. Whoever the guy is there, uh, they're capable of, of getting off. Yes, I would agree with you. All right. So now this is not our head-to-head matchup that we are going to battle each other on with the Phillip Rivers and the Jalen Hurts. Now, I don't know if <laughs> Phillip Rivers is going to be around your stack lineup here for the listeners or not, but go ahead and build our listeners and myself a little quarter lineup. All right. Well, I'm actually going to start at quarterback, and it's going to be uh, Taysom Hill, uh, 6K. I like his price, uh, 51.5-point total going up against the Chiefs. Uh, I feel like he has a rushing upside, and he's he's shown the he can pass the ball a bit as well. So let me start with him at, at 6K. Going to run it back uh, with Kelsey, um, 8K. I'm going to pay up it at tight end uh, just to get another part of this game and, and hope it really shoots out there. Last game of the slate, so again, it can help me kind of climb up the standings if they go off there. Um, give me Henry. I'm going to try to jam him in at 9,500 also. It pays up 31st ranked defense against Detroit. So I'm gonna go Derrick Henry at running back. Uh for receiver. This is a this is a really tough. I feel like this is a deep position. I am gonna go ahead and lock in my guy, T.Y. Hilton, uh going up against the Texans. Uh, I feel like he's definitely got the chemistry with Rivers now at 5,500. Uh give me T.Y. Hilton. Let me go down to defense just to to save a bit. I'm gonna take the the Washington football team defense uh 2600 against Seattle. Offensive line struggles. Yes, Russell Wilson's good. Yes, he can score, throw it up the Metcalf, et cetera. Uh, but they can still turn him over, get some sacks, and wow. get some points up. So give me the Washington football team at 2,600. Leaves me 4,600. Um, so I'm getting down there. Going to save a little bit. Um, with my stack with Taysom Hill, I'm going to take Traquan Smith uh, to stack up with Hill at 3,200. Again, he's played 80% of the snaps back-to-back weeks, uh, six-plus targets. If you feel like Kansas City tries to take away uh, Michael Thomas or Sanders uh, or Kamara, obviously, out of the backfield, that can open up um, potentially a touchdown is what you want from Traquan Smith. Uh, running back, give me Dobbins. Um, I know I kind of talked about him in the game we played there. Uh, 5,900 against the Jacksonville um, defense. We just saw what, what Derrick Henry did against them. I do worry that, that Gus Edwards and obviously Lamar Jackson could steal some of his thunder, uh, but I still think he can get there for, for 5,900. So give me Dobbins there. Leaves me 4,600. I'm going to double tight end um, and go with Cole Komet to, to save again at, at 3K, uh, seven targets back-to-back weeks. And then wide receiver, at least me 6,300. Uh, great range here for um, Brandon Ayuk, um, who I really like. Again, if Nick, Nick Mullins is still the quarterback, um, Debo Samuel's out against this Dallas secondary. Uh, I like uh, Brandon Ayuk at 6,300. So, Pierre, I would have never, ever have tried to build that lineup right there. I, I, I just I, I would have never have thought to put a Cole Komet in with there. Plus, you have just too many T's on there. You got a <laughs> Taysom Hill, you got a T.Y., you got a Tor- Smith, you got a Travis Kelsey. You got a lot of T's going on there. All right. Well, that that's fine. Uh, I hope you can take that lineup. You'd probably crush me. Who was your last wide receiver? Ayuk. Okay, you got Ayuk at 6,300. Okay, yes. that kind of he, he's going to save your day. Uh, I think about that Washington <laughs> football team, too. That's going to be about 1% owned, and that's going to be you and you alone, I think, on Sunday, probably going against Seattle. I'll take it. I mean, it's only a 44-and-a-half-point uh, total, uh, 39 degrees there in Washington. Their defense is legit. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to tell you that Chase Young, he can get after Russ. I mean, it's going to be fun. Montez Sweat. Should be a good game. No, they've been putting up some fantasy points. I, I actually thought about getting them in a season-long league that I, I – listen, I, I'm going to get smoked 
in 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 the the, the my home league, I'm going to get smoked. Dude's got <laughs> d- dude has got Tennessee Titans. He's got every good matchup looking out there, and I I am stuck with just some red red letters. It's I got a bunch of red letters on Sunday. I'm, I'm doing pretty trouble. pretty well. Uh, Scott Fishbow, I didn't make the playoffs there, but I'm in the playoffs. My other three leagues, I'm still kicking in the Hunger Bowl. I'm still surviving there, so we'll see how things play out. Oh, I do have to set my waiver wires tonight for a couple of those leagues that I'm in randomly. I got to thank you for reminding me. I forgot about that. I don't I don't pick up anything. I, I haven't picked up a lot of players in the Hunger Bowl ever since I just I could tell I was I was done. I didn't want to hurt y'all's chances on doing anything by trying to sneak some players. And I think I accidentally have picked up some people just because I can't I can't I can't figure out that that uh, app, whatever that app is. I can't. Sleeper. Yeah, I can't. Uh, sleeper, sleeper moves. A lot of buttons on sleeper. A lot of buttons. <laughs> buttons. Hey, Pierre, thank you as always. You can find Pierre if you have any start sit questions. And Pierre will also have those links link, linked up to uh, our DFS Dreamer podcast uh, guest tournament challenge that we're going to run back this week. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to set our head to head, Pierre. You got a couple. You got a couple things to do today. I do. Keep me on my toes. I like it. All right. I appreciate you very much. You can head over to Twitter to follow him at Peewee31 on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore as well. Uh, head over to uh, Twitter and follow me at Loafinit on Twitter. And you can follow the show on Anchor FM. You can subscribe to the show over there on whatever listening platform you like to listen to shows on. If it happens to be on the iTunes app, make sure you slap those stars around. Leave a comment. Leave a review. But more importantly than all those actions, Fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to try to go out and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.